This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today on the show, we go back to our hometowns for some nostalgic and slightly depressing fun. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of some of our favorite video games. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Neil. And today, we're joined by our very special guest, Elizabeth. Hey. Hey, Elizabeth. So if you didn't know, today we're going to be talking about Night in the Woods. And we're going to specifically focus on the town of Possum Springs which is honestly the most depressing and dead town I've ever seen in any video game. It's uh, it's pretty much like suburban Pittsburgh, more or less. It really is. <laughs> yeah, didn't you say, Elizabeth, didn't you say you looked up something before yeah. the show? I watched something that gave a bunch of facts and two of the people that worked on, um, two of the people that worked on the, the game are from, like they grew up in the Rust Belt of Pennsylvania and I think currently live in Pittsburgh, so. That's pretty spot on. Yeah, I mean, it's just a small rural town in the middle right. of fall. That's, yeah. But yeah, for those of you who haven't played Night in the Woods, we can take a moment to set up the game. Or you could just go out and play Night in the Woods because it only takes one time. It does not. That is a lie. Three times is just uh, too many. No. <laughs> play as much as you can. Like, download the game in the middle of October. Play it through the beginning of November, and you'll be set. Yeah. But like we said, the game takes place in Possum Springs. You play as uh, May. Uh, she's this anamorphic cat that has just dropped out of college and come to live back at home with no job at her parents' house. So, I mean, it's like she's living the dream at the beginning of this game, obviously. To elaborate on that, she hasn't been in college that long either, No, she's right? a, a sophomore, I believe. Right. Yeah. So she was that, you know, early on dropout, uh, came back, does seemingly has no plan, but to kind of just like hang around and chill with her buddies like she did back in the day. Um, as the game progresses and, you know, May begins to hang out with her friends, she starts to kind of get questioned about why she left college, but she never wants to really talk about it. Um, she just seems really comfortable with being at home and hanging out with these people and just kind of like doing her own thing and playing in her old band. Yeah, everything's the way that it always used to be, which is what people kind of want when they go home. Yeah, so she's she's really comfortable, but everybody else, you know, who's remained in Possum Springs is kind of confused because it also seems like, you know, they're trying to leave. Or, you know, they're trying to move on with their lives. They've been here. Possum Springs is dying. A lot of people are trying to either figure out what they're doing or they're trying to trying to move on. Yeah, I mean, May is ignorant to the world around her. You know, she went to college, came back and talked about it like 
it was a vacation because she won't explain whatever happened and can't see that life moved on without her. Everyone has a job and has goals and dreams and is trying to do something outside of just hanging out in Possum Springs like she is. Right. And I think that like her coming, her dealing with leaving college, like it was no big deal is what kind of puts a little wedge between her and B. Just because. Oh my God. And it's like, heartbreaking to see how that all works out. Right. Cause that's, that, that was her dream. That's what she wanted to do. And that's what she pretends to do sometimes as we find out. Yes. And so that is a, it's a good segue into our next topic. We want to kind of take a deep dive into um, some of May's friends. Those who are also like, you know, central characters in this game and who make it that much more fun. Like Greg. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's that's the entire game is you every day you end just hanging out with a friend and it feels like it's weird to like almost kind of like say or think like that it feels real. Like you can tell so much love went into crafting the dialogue because it honestly made me feel like I was 19 years old, couldn't see the bigger picture of the world around me, but like started to see like, oh, I need to save money to have like uh, uh, first month security and last month for rent or things like that. Like what Greg is trying to do with Angus, you know, they're saving up to move to the city nearby and try to actually have a better life for themselves or start a life for themselves, I should say. Right. So the first friend let's, let's uh, talk about is good old Greg. Greg rules. Okay. I think we can Greg all agree on rule. that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, uh, Look, Lawrence, if you don't fuck with Greg, you don't fuck with me. All right. right. I got cups on my head, man. Oh, my God. Cups. <laughs> I don't know, man. Greg is uh, Greg is cool, but Greg is too goddamn dangerous and wild. Greg is your, honestly, Greg is your Charlie Kelly of your friends group. Yeah, but I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, whenever you go home and you see, like, your best friend from high school or something like that, or anytime you meet up with, like, someone from high school, like, you just become that age again. Like, May and Greg are acting like, I mean, even though it, like, wasn't that long ago, they're acting like 17-year-old shitheads who can't get in trouble or something, you know? Right. And I don't know about you, but I would love for anybody who ever sees me to greet me in the way that Greg does with his flailing arms. (laughs) But is Greg acting like a 17 year old shithead or is he just is greg just a shithead i think he just reverts back whenever may's around and i think they they talk about that in parts of the game exactly angus was like we're ready we were you grew up a little bit and we were gonna go do stuff and then may happened and kind of like paused on that or reverted i don't know man you I feel like you guys like Greg because you're still secretly emo. Uh, that's not a secret. See, I no, am I am proudly emo. emo. My aesthetic has just changed. <laughs> Do you see? This is okay. Greg is your leader. <laughs> Greg is a, but I also <laughs> yes, love V too. Greg is my leader. To be fair, though, I only like really went down the uh, path with B. When I first started the game, I waited uh, until the fall after its release to get into it, and I was doing mostly Greg stuff, but I never completed the game because i fell past halloween and that like kind of pulled me out of the mood because i want to play this game in the autumn so i came back to it a year later and went down mostly the b path uh because i would switch off every night uh so i started with b instead of greg this time and it was 
insane honestly uh i i don't even know what i missed out on with greg i don't know how his story ends i guess you're gonna have to actually play and play through the- <laughs> oh big time yeah the last greg interaction i had was uh i think the knife or the crossbow in the woods uh where he talks about how uh angus is his corner of the room and then i cried Aww. and stopped playing for like a little bit yeah I think the the first time that I went through, I, I stuck with B because I was like this, like, okay, so Greg has Angus, like he has someone and I felt like B didn't have anyone and I wanted to be that person for her. But you like, you kind of become that person a little bit, but not as much as you want to because you don't have like super control over what May does. <laughs> Did you guys feel torn like the first night of the game with who you were going to hang out with? Like the first time you had a choice to choose between B or Greg? Because yes. I found like the game like gave me actual emotions from like when I would go home. Like, okay, you're here for this amount of time or everyone is excited to see you and knows that you're back. Like, who do you pick first? Like your best friend or the person that you used to connect with who things are now a little different with? Uh, I picked V because she was like, she pretty much just gave you shit. Yeah, it almost made you like feel actually bad, or at least for me it did. Well, I mean, I was I was talking about like after you guys did band practice and she gave you shit after you gave her shit about playing um on a just playing drums on a keyboard. Oh, the machine. Yeah, yeah. like you're not even doing anything. You're clicking a button. So like I I was like, wow, this person's kind of rude, but they're probably pretty cool. <laughs> but I think that is my plan to go back to the game, like because I would alternate nights with each of them. So I want to go back and do like a pure B run. I want to go back and do a pure Greg run mm-hmm. and catch up on all the story that I missed out on. Because I mean, at least like obviously with B towards the end of the game, you see her true emotions and feelings towards things and how she's actually been operating this entire time. So I can only imagine what the deal is with Greg since I only got to see like a brief moment of any seriousness with him. We've made difficult decisions. And there are still more ahead of us. Two people aren't enough to save the galaxy. We need the toughest, smartest, deadliest allies. We need you. We need you to join us. And listen to Reignite. A certain point of view podcast about storytelling. Love. And Mass Effect. Join us every other Thursday as we fight for the fate of an entire galaxy. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. Or at certainpov.com slash reignite. We're counting on you. We should go. Going back to uh, what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, there's this whole theme of nostalgia that's really centering around May. It's really coming from May, where, you know, after she heads home, uh, she doesn't have a plan. She's just doing what makes her comfortable. I like I really like uh, vibe with the whole idea of the game, though, because or at least the the first idea of the game, because I, I had to move home. Uh, between moving out of Ohio uh, and coming to New York. And I lived at home for like two months, maybe. Uh, And it's super weird because you do really just see, okay, life moved on. The mall's knocked down. Everyone's busy. Everyone moved out to uh, nearby suburbs instead of sticking in their hometowns. Like, Or people are staying at home and trying to move. And it 
really just shows you that like, oh, like you can come back and have a good time or something, but everyone's got something going on. And that's especially true with B because she got forced to live the rest of her life in Possum Springs. Yeah. And I mean, I think the reason why I connect with B the most is she actually reminds me of a friend of mine who still currently lives back in the town where like right around where I went to high school. And, um, you know, one of the reasons, one of the things that keeps them there is because they are essentially responsible for a lot of their family members. And I think they took it upon themselves to, to look after everyone. And like, it's, you know, some people might think like, you know, that's like some sort of like self-imposed responsibility, but like, and it, and like I guess from some perspectives from from B it it kind of is like you know she can leave but there's there's so much pressure not to right and I mean it's like you've B lost her you know you find out in the game that B lost her mom uh to mm-hmm. to cancer early on and she's and they also then they lost their house and she's pretty much this one man army running this hardware store and. Although she's doing a good job, it's just like not what she wants to do. She wants to be her own person. Right. She was thrust into adulthood. She like didn't get the option whether she wanted to, you know, join the workforce or not, or like go to college and have that experience. So Absolutely. And she has to watch a shithead like May be able to do all of this, even though she fucked up her life and B did absolutely nothing wrong. Which is why in the beginning of the game you basically have beef with her while you're hanging out and she doesn't like, she just seems like almost disgusted with you. Yeah. She's jealous of you and you have no idea about that. You just think she's being a dick if you don't hang with her. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's, you know, you come to find out later in the game, it's like you're saying, she's just like, she's upset with you because you gave up such a good opportunity, an opportunity that she wanted, and there's like not an explanation as to why. Every time you ask, it kind of the way like May just comes off is it's always just like, hey, I don't know, it just wasn't my thing, or like I don't want to talk about it, or like it's not super important. And like this, this town is it's I mean it's a fucking sinkhole, just sucking everyone into it at every waking second. I mean, how the the town is built on top of a giant hole, which becomes sort of the focal point of the game. Like, it's, I mean, it's collapse. It's a dead industry that put the town in poverty. It's the viewpoint on fucking God of most of the townspeople. Like, it's just, everything is just being sucked into this hole. Yes. Like, having lived in a town like this, like, and being raised Catholic, like the viewpoints on religion in the game just absolutely blew me away because it just captured everything I was thinking about when I was 19 with religion. Like that's like just the conversations with the pastor, Bruce, the homeless man, like it's, it's honestly just crazy how close this entire game hits to home. Yeah. Having grown up in environments like that. Yeah. And even, um, you know, the one friend that you really never get to meet, uh, Casey. Casey reminds me of a lot of, like, the unfortunate people that were in the town 
that was like right next to where I went to high school where I like I worked for a bit before like I went off to like a university and got my degree. Like Casey was like Greg's friend, you know, like one of his like best friends and stuff. But you also find out that like Casey was was into some shit like Casey was into like some some crazy stuff, some like drug dealing um just you know just like all around like he was pretty much burning out yeah and this is a result of his crumbling environment like how many kids did you see like around kent and akron who just like were in school or dropped out to sell drugs and that's all they do right they just make their little overhead and continue about their lives carefree and like and just stay in that place and then this leads me over to the final friend some might say this is the coolest friend. I probably wouldn't, but it's Germ. <laughs> germ is weird, and being weird makes him cool. Yes. yes. Germ is everybody's aloof friend that might be doing something cool or like productive, but you never really know. He's just sometimes around. You don't necessarily invite him out, but when he's there, it's cool. Everyone has a friend like this, not like immediately in the group, but on just the outskirts of it. Like he's on the outskirts of this town. Yeah. Sometimes they're useful. Sometimes they literally just stay the hell out of everything. I think that's why I I appreciate Jerem and I'm adding him to the the list of friends, even though he really does nothing in the game. Mm -hmm. He readily has dynamite. That was helpful. Yes. Germ is such a weird juxtaposition compared to all like your actual friends because he I mean like he's definitely poor he's not immediately in this town but like he has actual friends he wants to hang out with he's content in his life his family life seems good like he's fine compared to everyone else and everything they have going on or at least on the surface level he's fine yeah like yeah he's just like he's the one that's okay yeah, he's just a fucking weirdo, and so no one wants to really deal with him. He hangs out with drifters from the train tracks. He just sits in abandoned parking lots. Like he doesn't. He's a crest punk. Yeah, and like the two, the two points in the game that stand out most with Germ to me are um, when you're looking out for the crazy cult of you know the crazy cult of uncles, <laughs> where uh, and and you know he's in the apartment with you guys, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna go home," and they're like, "Yeah, what the hell?" They're like, "You could be killed," and he's just like, "Ah, eh, I don't think so. This really doesn't have anything to do with me." <laughs> and right. And he leaves. He knows his place. Yeah. And, and then at the end, when you come out of the well, and you're like, "Eh, just in case any of these crazy uncles survived, and they're like, you know, coming, gonna come out to kill us, we probably should plug up this hole." And Germ is just like. Hey guys, yeah, I got some dynamite. It's cool. It's just like his fucking backyard, right? Like it's like right by his place, which you never see in the game until then. Like he's a good guy and it's proof that like your hometown isn't that fucking awful. Like it's it's fine. I feel like that is the central theme. If you're not May Mm -hmm. in Possum Springs and you're younger, it's like I'm doing what I can until I can, like, get the hell out of this dying, like, cesspool town. Yeah, man. Nuke, pos- nuke Possum Springs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Which is so weird, because, like, you see, like, normally that would be, like, May's line of thinking. She sees graffiti that says Nuke Possum Springs and loses her shit about defacing a historic monument of the town. Right. She even she even questions those kids. It's like... Yeah. Like, who, she cares. Yeah, she came back and became, like, a solid townie. Yeah. She is an upright citizen of Possum Springs now. Right. Despite her still stealing pretzels and walking on power lines. Right. <laughs> She's picking and choosing what things to abide by. <laughs> yeah. That that's a that is a strange like dynamic. And I think it kind of goes goes back to uh that central theme of of nostalgia for May. Mm-hmm. Possum Springs never changed. It's the exact same Possum Springs that she knew and loved as a as a child, uh, that it almost feels like she was like abruptly removed from mm-hmm. because she got forced to, to go to college. You know, that's the way you kind of, kind of, it kind of feels like. Yeah, it's all she's ever known. And she, like, as much as she hates the town, she is clearly stoked on night one to be back and see people because it isn't the hellscape that has been college. Yeah, it is her safety net, and she is happy to see it. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. Don't forget, we're also on Spotify and every other podcasting platform. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. We're also on Facebook. Thanks for listening and catch you next time.